0: Roth one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. We just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines.
1: To infinity and beyond.
0: Touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP. Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by a very special guest. It is not one of my co-hosts. They, I gave them the week off. They're sitting at home with their feet up, watching TV. Because today I am joined by Ms. Terry Jones, the president and founder of Basecamp, who I am extremely honored and excited to be chatting with tonight about this incredible charity that I've been talking about now for many, many months. Terry, welcome to the show and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us.
1: Oh my goodness, thank you. We are so excited to be the charity for DDP today. You literally have um brought us so much joy and have made it possible to raise some funds for local kids so that we can continue to do the fun things that we do for the families and children.
0: That's incredible. You know, it's one of those things that I had the opportunity to come down and see you and see the charity and meet some of the kids and play. And it's hard to put into words until you see it firsthand, the impact that Base Camp has on these kids. And not only the kids, but the families in general, the parents, the siblings. Um, you know, I, I before we really get into all that, I want to talk just kind of about how Basecamp came to be. I want to talk about the history of Basecamp and kind of what drove you to create this charity. So when you're looking back, I mean, we're on 30 years now of Basecamp. Going back, uh, 41 to those, actually. We're, love we're, I love it. I get
1: older by the day.
0: <laughs> I love it. And as you go back to uh, to the start, what kind of led you to creating Basecamp? What was the story behind the inspiration to creating this incredible charity?
1: Well, I was a volunteer first. I moved to nineteen. I moved to Central Florida in nineteen eighty, and I was a self-proclaimed uh, Florida orphan. I did not know a soul here, hmm. and I started volunteering, and then ultimately working for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, who I love. I feel like they're my grandparents. They raised me, and during my tenure at Leukemia Society, I found out about Candlelighters, an international parent support group. And we were part of that structure. We started a group here. And even before that, I found out that our wonderful Disney partners had a compassion ticket program. And ironically, Disney was that first link Mm. to help for me to help people. And it still exists today. There are still complimentary tickets, some of them are through a make a wish program, but there are also tickets for local kids who just want to go to Disney World. And we work with Give Kids the World. They are the compassion ticket partners now. But there are some rules and regulations. But it was one of those things that everybody wants to go to Disney World. I mean, you have a whole podcast of thousands of people that want to go to Disney World. So in the midst of sadness, when somebody would tell me on the phone that their 32-year-old husband was just diagnosed with leukemia and they had three children, I would just kind of blurt out, hey, you want to go to Disney World? And I always say 99.9% of people said that's exactly what we need. We just need a happy day. We just need something normal, something to look forward to something good to happen. And that's what the attraction ticket program did for years before we ever started parent support group and then a teen group and then a teen overnight group. And it just blossomed from there. And we have just continued to have fun and try to make a difference.
0: No, you, you have a quote that I absolutely love. It says, uh, I realized early on that I couldn't change the fact that children got cancer. But I could help them along the journey. And I think that really speaks to what Basecamp is. Um, Tell me all about this incredible, you know, I've talked a lot about it on the show. But for those who haven't heard, talk about Basecamp and kind of its principle and the ideas that you all try to pass on to these kids and these families and what you're, you're really trying to accomplish with this incredible charity.
1: Um, well, the name Base Camp actually, we stepped away from candlelighters and even some of the bigger national cancer organizations because one of the things I learned is not all kids get leukemia. You know, childhood cancer is very broad. So there were kids with sickle cell and hemophilia and these rare orphan um, illnesses that were being treated in the same clinics and hospitals. So when we started delivering cheeseburgers to all the kids, let's say, or pizza, I started learning that there were other kids. So we kind of stepped outside of um, just the cancer umbrella. And I met a wonderful couple who had this great big 4,000 square foot boathouse on Lake Butler. And they would let me bring the kids there to do our overnight camp. And we were just calling ourselves Candlelighters of Central Florida. And when I left Leukemia Society, I, I needed to form a 501c3. So that's what happened in 1992. And that wonderful couple, Lori and Ben Dillard, helped me do that. I didn't know how to get a lawyer and get an accountant and file for a 501c3. And they are the people who helped me formulate base camp. And Ben Dillard actually named us. He was familiar with that mountaineering term, base camp, which is, you know, I, there's some Um, Things that I learned about base camps, I always thought there was just one base camp at the base of a mountain, but there's actually multiple base camps. And I think the first base camp is maybe a thousand feet up the mountain. You just don't walk up and start climbing the mountain. You have to get to a place and rest and eat and gather your strength to finish the climb. So that's what base camp became with that name change in 1992. And we really wanted to be that we still want to be that I delivered pizza to kids today at the hospital, and it's so joyful to walk into a room and say hey I got pizza, and this kid looked at his dad and he was like, they had just been talking about they were hungry and they were going to go get pizza and we walked in the room i always say it's like hitting a grand slam because you can imagine with kids there are days you bring in a particular brand of pizza or burger or something they're like i don't like that <laughs> so it's it's really fun and and so we just kept creating what people would ask for we would find a way to get that you know if a kid wanted a bike or a kid wanted some shoes or a kid wanted um to go So St. Augustine or something, we've just always been kind of a, we do not claim to be a wish organization, but we just like to run alongside them because there are some wonderful programs that offer once in a lifetime big wishes, but we have had kids that have had reoccurrences. I think my maximum was 10 times. I'm sure there's somebody... We had a 12-year-old who we created a Second Wishes program because at 12, she was on her sixth occurrence of cancer. Mm -hmm. She sadly passed away at 16 on her 10th occurrence of cancer. So along the way, we would do these little fun things we now call them helium hospital helium because we don't want to compete we're not a wish organization we just do some fun things today I brought a flat screen tv over to a family who didn't have one because one of our volunteers called me and said hey I got a 60 inch flat screen there's nothing wrong with it we just upgraded so I love it it, those are the kind of things we do it's just all over the place sometimes and we are you know, we're small but mighty. We're three women in a red wagon. <laughs> we just somehow get it done.
0: You know, when we started doing our research and kind of looking into what charity we wanted to partner with this year, because last year we partnered with Give Kids the World and and they are fantastic. And this year we wanted to kind of use the power of the DDP family and their generosity and what they do and uh, the positivity that they bring. And we wanted to find a new charity, and I started looking around online, and I found Basecamp, and I started reading about what you had done, and kind of the idea of what Basecamp is. And the more I got to look into it, and then I got to chat with you a little bit, I just knew it was such a perfect fit because I love the premise of it doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a big uh, gesture to make it a mighty gesture. It can be the littlest thing like a slice of pizza or a TV or a pair of shoes or a camera or something that that kid needs for that day to just have a split second to take a breath and realize I can, I can today, I can get through today. I can get through today because I'm not alone. I have base camp alongside of me fighting and they're going to help. And I think that's a real staple to what this charity is. And I get emotional talking about it. They have a running count on how many times I've cried on the show, Terry. So just don't pay attention to them.
1: Listen, Um, I'm a crier. I'll cry right with you. I am (laughs) too.
0: I get emotional about it. Uh, And, you know, I think it's when I came came down and was able to visit with the kids. And, you know, fortunately, due to our Patreon uh, family, they donated a Nintendo Switch and games and stuff like that. And just seeing those little things of the kids being excited and having that moment. I think that's really a rewarding time. I got to ask you this because I know through talking with you privately how there can be times doing this where it can be very, very tough. You know, you're creating these relationships and there are tough moments. But there's also a lot of rewarding moments with what you do. What are some of your most rewarding moments you've had over the last 31 years when you think about Basecamp?
1: It's funny that you asked me that. I was talking to the dad today that I brought the TV to and his little daughter, who's the baby of their family, put her hand on the van where we let the kids paint our van back in September. And she found her handprint and she put her hand on there and it was just, and the brothers were running around the van, finding their handprints. And I told the dad, I said, my journey, my life for the past 40 plus years has been filled with if I never do another thing in my life, I did this thing today. I made somebody happy. I remember one time we took a blind kid along with a group of kids to a baseball game. And I remember people asking me why I would take a blind kid to a baseball game. And I said he could smell the hot dogs, he could hear the Mm -hmm. bat crack. And I mean, I also took kids, he I know he was with us for a while and you know we went to concerts and all kinds of things because you can feel the energy in the room and i know when we first started second wishes it may have been even before second wishes we handed a kid a wee and he Cindy and i still re- remember it today anytime any says and wee's have kind of lost their um, magic but this kid was like i got a wee i've always wanted a wee i never thought i'd get a wee you're giving me a week. This is my, and and it's just that kind of reaction that, and even today, again, I had another little girl today was one of those Mondays that sometimes you don't want to go do the thing, but there was a, a baby, literally less than two years old, that was following my wagon with the pizzas in it. That was chasing after me, hooked up to an IV pole. And I thought, I don't think everybody has these days. I have these days on a regular basis. Another teenage patient texted me later and said, thank you so much for putting my pizza away. I was, I wasn't hungry. And she like was apologizing because she had the covers over her head. And I just quietly said, Hey, I know you don't feel good. I know you're sleeping, but I've got pizza. Do you want some? And she lifted her head up and she said, do you have bacon pizza today? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, if you'll put me some away. And I mean, it's those little things that I think to me are just magical. I mean, they really make a difference. Um, We had a kid, we went racing in September and one of the kids in the video says, and he's a teenager, he's an older sibling of a younger patient. And he was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I never thought I'd get to go in a race car. I went in a race car. I went around and it's that thing. It's like just doing things that make people happy is just amazing. (laughs) People ask me all the time, how I do what I do. And I always say that I don't know how to stop because it's, it's almost like being, having a positive addiction. It's, very rewarding. And I had my own losses along the way. Um, I lost my own brother to AIDS in 1987. And I feel like these kids were put in my path to help heal my heart and help me be a better person and do good things.
0: And that's, that's incredible. And you, you bring up a point that I think is important when we think about base camp. And that's the fact that, you know, when we think of these kids we think of the kids that are going through the treatments and are fighting cancer but a lot of time what kind of gets forgotten about are the siblings are the brothers and sisters that are fighting a completely different battle but that battle is 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 tough in its own right to them to watch not only the people they love you know their sibling go through something so hard they're having to watch their parents go through it. The stress that that puts on, they're putting to watching the stress financially it puts on the family and they, they see, and they feel that. And also they're, they're missing out on time being just a kid as well. uh, If we really think about it. And that's when I started looking at base camp, that was one thing that stuck out to me was the fact that when you take in one of these kids and they become a part of base camp, you, you don't, you don't say, Hey, We're going to help you. You said, we're going to help the family. And you take in the sibling the exact same way. I know when I was there, it was like one big happy family all (laughs) hanging out. And I think that speaks um, really, really highly of base camp and what you all do. And you all see uh, a repetition of people returning to base camp year after year after year after they have rang that bell and defeated this terrible disease you also see the, the parents and you also see the siblings and how important has that been for you over the years to not only have that impactful relationship with, you know, the, the child that's going through this terrible disease, the families as well.
1: It is absolutely immeasurable. We have had mothers come back to us and thank us because we have a policy that everybody's included. Um, we did not especially in the heyday when we were doing our overnight camps there were times that the patient was too sick to come they were in the hospital and even with our um friday night camps which are, are what you're talking about our yeah um, that was kids fun night out kids night in it's just four hours of crazy and fun and we have a lot of families who the patient has either aged out or they don't feel well um And it's always been that way. And I think I knew as a young adult sibling how I felt when my, and, and that's who my people are, the siblings. That's who I feel for. I thankfully do not know what it's like to be a patient, nor do I know what it's like to be a parent of a patient. Our other two staff people actually carry that role. And I think that's what makes us a great tripod. Our little three women is because we represent all three segments Cindy's child was diagnosed when he was five with a brain tumor. And then our own Miss Rachel, her dad lost a sibling way before I was born. And then her father ended up um, being diagnosed with leukemia just in the past three years and has had a reoccurrence. And that. so she's walked that path of being a child of a parent. And so it really makes us know all those feelings and have walked in those paths. And I think everybody knows until you walk that path, you don't really know that story. We've had so many parents tell us they had never met a child with cancer until their own child had cancer. And they certainly didn't understand radiation and chemotherapy and trips to the hospital and all this craziness that has to go on to get to the end of that. And we are very proud of how we've handled uh, siblings along the way. I always joke that the only favoritism that gets paid is if we're in a ball run and we have a limited number of rollaway beds, patients who are currently on treatment, if, then, if you're off treatment, you still get, down, <laughs> get dibs on a rollaway bed. <laughs> um, Everybody's equal. Everybody gets the same ticket and the same camera and the same gifts and the same food. There's no favoritism, you know, paid to the patients. Well,
0: you know, you invited us into base camp with open arms when we came to visit. And uh, it was funny because I don't want to talk about base camp and kind of uh, what you guys do with that building, because I think it's incredible what you do with that space. But before that, I you know, we came in and I brought my daughter, Riley. My daughter, Riley's 11 years old. Fortunately, um, we've never had to deal with, you know, something of that magnitude uh, with her. And I came in, and you and I were chatting, and we were walking around, and we were having fun with the kids, and and all that. And uh, I said, "Where's Where's?" I asked my wife. I said, "Where's Riley?" And she said, "She's in there." And she was in uh, with another little girl, and about the same age. I think Riley's maybe two years older than her. And I listen and they're talking about Taylor Swift and they're doing nails and they're talking about school and they're doing. And you forget that these are just kids. These are kids and they need those moments to be kids. And that's what Basecamp does. They provide, like I said, that breath. That's what Disney does for people. If you're listening to this right now, wherever you are, if you're at home, you're in your car, work, you know for a fact, if you're listening to this, you're a huge Disney fan. When you do that Disney trip, And you arrive on your happiest place. It is a breath. It is a moment to take a breath and relax and go. I can breathe. I don't have the stresses of work. Now imagine thousand times what these kids go through. And base camp is that breath for them. Base camp is that moment where they can show up on a Friday night and they can just be a kid. They can do nails. They can play games. They can have food that they love, you know, that they aren't getting in the hospitals. And that's what makes Basecamp so incredible and amazing. And what you guys do and how you take really is a limited resource uh, amount of resources that come in if you're talking about charities on a yearly basis and stretch them to their maximum potential is incredible. I mean, it's incredible. You said something to me, Terry, and hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn. I said, Terry, our goal is to raise this amount of money. We want to raise $15,000. We're going to do this. And you said, Justin... If you raise five thousand dollars, that is a year of Friday nights that we can buy food for these kids absolutely and that's a that's a really big statement so before we get into you know the building itself and all the fun things that we do there, how important is it to have these types of donations coming in um you know, on a yearly basis to help you succeed in delivery pizzas, doing Friday night ends, doing all those things, because I don't think people really understand that, Hey, $20 here, $30 here, you know, s- just spread the word, how much that helps you guys to create these memories for these kids.
1: It is truly immeasurable. I was actually thinking about today. um, You and I've been emailing back and forth and I was thinking, they, When I wrote that, more than you'll ever know, I thought these kinds of charity, these kinds of events who find us and grace us with $5,000, $1,000, it's like treasure to us. It means we can keep going. You sometimes are not only a godsend, you saved us. You know, we've had a couple of bad years with COVID and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not one of the big charities. There were some big charities just recently who raised, you know, a million dollars and $300,000. And that's our um, 300000 is more than our whole budget all year. You know, we had a gala and we're happy to have raised over $50,000. I mean, that is a huge chunk of money for us. And it means that we can breathe and that we that know that we can get through next year. Um, I always joke that we raise money like poor people are <laughs> raising this year's money this year. Um, we haven't really been one of those big charities that have multi-years savings accounts say you know um endowment funds and huge big funds and we hope to somewhere grow up i've been teased that um if we're 41 we're now grown up we should we should have those things but it's it's also fun to be the little guy and do the things that nobody else is doing there are some big charities that do one thing a year and i feel like we do more than 365 things a year you know we're just doing something every day
0: well that's what that's what i that's what i love about Basecamp, though because you're all's passion i think and and the way you interact with these families and the way you treat this is more than to me is is more important than a large sum of money um that you put towards a big, you know, big event, big events are great, but I got to see it firsthand. I mean, I was able to walk in on a Friday night and I left with my nails painted and glitter. I don't, I, Terry, <laughs> I didn't get glitter off of my nails for two weeks. Okay. They put so many coats on there. Uh, <laughs> like it was just so much fun. And I watched them laugh and I watched them play. And, you know, I think it's so important, but it's important for our family to know where these funds, you know, go and how important it is. I mean, you, you guys as a DDP family know the power of this podcast and what we can do to help, you know, raise money for Basecamp and what we can do to create that moment in these kids' lives. And that's why we love you so much for the for the community that you created over these past six and a half years. It's fantastic. Terry, I want to talk about some 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 of the fun stuff over at Basecamp because you guys do a lot of fun. I do want to talk about one of the rooms. It was my daughter's favorite room, and there's a story behind it. And that is you have a room for uh, for the little girls there that come in uh, where there are princess dresses and makeup and uh, and they can do their nails and all kinds of fun stuff there. And that room is uh, is really dedicated to someone very, very special to you.
1: Yes. Um, that room uh, in our hearts, we wanted to call it Talia's room and the boys room was named after a boy, Kellen's room, but they're both their mother's. Um, really wanted us to just call it the girls' room and the boys' room because Talia very sadly lost her battle literally the week before we closed on that space. We did a capital campaign 10 years ago. Prior to that, we didn't have really a physical space. We had a very small office where we could park our wagons and go sit down at a desk and send some emails, and it was $400 a month. We just had a little tiny office that... You know, we laugh. We were happy that we had indoor plumbing at this one. We actually have bathrooms inside the building. But um, Talia's mother and another mother had helped us raise $125,000 in 2013. And Talia herself, Talia Castellano, was a very popular YouTuber and Instagrammer who really helped Basecamp achieve that financial goal. And she was one of the poster children, but she was obviously the most popular poster child and really helped us achieve that goal. And then CoverGirl actually matched the $125,000, and we were able to help her mother start another foundation called Talia's Legacy that still to this day, 10 years later, honors Talia's memory and gives makeup to little girls all over the country in different hospitals. So they have a different focus than we do. And they also fund some research, which I am very proud of. And I love research. Some people think, you know, we don't fund any research because it's a huge billions, Mm -hmm. trillions of dollars are raised every year for research. And I'm a little frustrated with research here as we sit 40 years later um, from when I started, and things are different. When I first started, four out of five children would not survive. And the statistics have absolutely flipped. Four out of five children will survive now. And so research has done a good job, but they haven't. Nobody's cured cancer. And that's what, you know, you go back to my saying, I realized early on I was not going to be the researcher that isolated the cell and found the cure to cancer. And very sadly, nobody else has either, but I always say, I can bring you some pizza in the hospital. I can, order you a cake. I can have a birthday party. I can have an Indie chemo party. We can ring the bell. We can go racing. We can go spend the night in a hotel. We can have a Halloween party outside and a prom and a dance and <laughs> do all that kind of stuff. And those are the things that I think get people day to day. It's the day to day stuff that get people through this journey.
0: You, I love when you said, uh, I knew I wasn't going to, to solve cancer but i could throw one heck of a party and now that i've known you for for a little while i know you i know you and i know you can uh and i tell you if you want if you right now uh, pause the podcast and and pick up and go youtube you know base camp children's cancer charity and look at some of the youtube videos over there and and you'll see some of the parties that your donations help fund for these kids and you'll see the smiles that it brings to these families but i think it's important to put a video with what we're talking about to go and see uh, what actually you're helping to achieve because, you know, we talk about milestones celebrated with these kids who, you know, thank God have beat this disease. And we talk about, you know, the amount of kids that are diagnosed every year that come to base camp. You know, you're getting to meet new families, new children uh, each and every year. And you do these things. You know, we talked about the the kids night in, but also I want to talk really quickly about something you guys do. And you you told me a story a while back when you met with me and me and Matt. Uh, when we were first setting everything up, and you know that's second wish. And you told me a story about uh, a child that was fighting cancer because you know for second or third or fourth time. And you went to the child and you said, "Hey, you know, we we would like to provide you with a, a second wish. What would you What would you like?" And he said, "I just want my parents to be able to afford groceries." Now, for me, that is a um, unbelievably hard thing to think of because my child has never had to worry about that, that aspect of it. My child's never had to fight a terrible disease and think of putting the family needs first, which is so tough. And not only did you say, Hey, the groceries are taken care of, but you also said, what do you want? And I think, I think you told me he wanted a camera and you ended up getting him a camera, but it's not just those second wishes. You do things like, gas assistance for these families to get to and from the hospital you do things like uh, grocery assistance so tell me a little bit about that kind of stuff that look people like me when I see the videos of the kids partying which I love we don't think of those little things that some of these families not may not be financially stable enough to be able to get a hotel room close to where they're having treatment or to be able to put enough gas in the car to not have to worry about or be able to put groceries on the table to not have to worry. Um, and then plus have this incredible, you know, just weight on their shoulders of their child fighting this terrible disease.
1: It is so super crazy to me because I think I feel the same way you do. I don't, um, and I feel this way when I see the hunger campaigns and those, we work with a very sweet Christian, um, Food pantry that gives us 10 bags of groceries every week. I go pick them up, and sometimes I'll take bags with me when I'm going to lunch, deliver lunch at Namours. And it never ceases to amaze me how grateful people are for just a simple bag of groceries that has a jar of marinara and some spaghetti sauce or peanut butter and jelly and some rice and beans or something. You know, it's enough meals to possibly get them through a week. And people are so grateful. And so, just happy to take them. They're not, you know. Sometimes those of us think nobody wants that. Nobody need, but they do. They're very grateful. We have also started um, three years ago when we started back our overnight camps. We do one that's in Sebring, that's two hours away. We started giving families a fifty dollar gas card, and this year we actually did seventy five because gas is so expensive. Mm -hmm. But we had families that couldn't go. To the party. We were giving them two free nights of hotels, all their meals covered, but they didn't have the gas money to get there, to go to this fun thing. And we just did it at Halloween too, where we threw in the grocery bags. And we have always communicated with families that if they need a $20 gas card, or if they need something, and we try to do it on the down low. So nobody's embarrassed that they might need a little bit of extra help to get to the event or get to the outing. And it, it just, it's so heartwarming. And that little boy, I'll never forget him. He was actually an 18 year old boy. And, you know, to want groceries for your families, yeah. like, I don't yeah. know what that feels like either. I grew up in a household with, you know, at least there were cans of green beans and baked beans. And <laughs> my mother made cornbread. I mean, I never know what knew what it was like to be hungry. Um, and that is ultimately the set one of the saddest things that we see is we don't, and that's actually one of our three main missions is nourishment, encouragement, and strength to finish the climb. And that nourishment piece is so important. We have had nurses and doctors tell us that on the days base camp would come, that kids did eat. And they did respond better to chemotherapy. In fact, we had this really fun program before COVID. We're trying to reinvent it, but things have gotten a little wacky these days. Um, We had dinner and a movie every Friday night. And the doctors and nurses were telling us that there were people who were rescheduling and making their appointments so that they would be, if they were going to have to be in the hospital, it would be on a Friday night because we would bring dinner and a movie. It was just a party in a red wagon. It was everybody got a movie. Everybody got popcorn. Everybody got a full-size candy. And it just brought joy and something different, something to look forward to. And it amazes me what nourishment can do. And I think it's kind of like feed them, they will come. We've always laughed to most of our events have food involved with them. In fact, we've kind of joked that we're all a little chubby because we're always handling comfort food. But people want to eat. People want to gather. People want to do normal things.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. And it's it's the little things that, for me, that have set base camp apart and made you, spe- you know, even that much more special than you really already are. And I can't thank you enough. I, th-
1: you. I thought about the thing... While we were talking, this thought came to me and I thought, what is the most wonderful thing? And I remember there was a little girl that when I did her end of chemo party, she wanted every kind of Rice Krispie treats. We got her a laundry basket full of Rice Krispie treats and it was all the different kinds with the chocolate and the sprinkles and the whatever. She literally had a huge laundry basket. So the whole last week of her chemo, she could give every one of her nurses, every visitor, a rice krispie treat. She was sharing. She didn't want a cake. She didn't want a cupcake cake. And then after she got out, she was. it was getting near her birthday. And she wanted to have a birthday party at my house. I lived close to them. And I kept thinking, why would she want to have a birthday party at my house? And my coworker at the time, who sadly has lost her own battle to cancer, said, Miss Terry, she must think, as a four-year-old, if you can bring this kind of party to the hospital, what must a party at your house be like? <laughs> and I, I have two young ch- uh, children at the time, and this is probably twenty years ago, but I remember I thought I got to do something over the top, and I made them all put on black garbage bags with put holes in them, and we let them have a spaghetti food fight in the backyard. <laughs> Because I said, I gotta do something. I said, I don't have a pony. I can't bring a carousel. I don't know what I have to do. But we had a really good party.
0: (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. That's that's what it's about right there is creating smiles and creating memories and creating a moment. And that's what Basecamp does does so well. And right now you can go to basecamp.org backslash DDP4BC and donate today. Look, there is no amount too small. Go right now, make your donation, click that button. And uh, be a part of this incredible charity because I am telling you, as someone who has gotten to know Terry and Rachel and all of the people over at Basecamp, I've been there, I've played with the kids, I've met the families, I've seen firsthand what this, this charity does, how impactful it is to these kids and these families' lives, and uh, I cannot thank you enough, Terry, for letting us be a small part of, you know, being, you welcome to sin with open arms, Not only that, my daughter walked in and somehow had a Chick- Chick-fil-A sandwich in her hand. I thought, Riley, what do you do? You know what I mean? She, and you said, nope, she's part of the family, you know? And that tells you what Basecamp is and, and the type of people you are and the type of people you surround yourself with. And I've always said my entire life, positivity is infectious. And if you surround yourself with positivity, great things will happen. And I think that's what Basecamp is. And I I just can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of it. And our DDP family, I know, is going to step up to the plate, is going to raise a ton of money for these kids. And this is, I told you when I first, the first time I ever talked to you, I said, Terry, this isn't just a, a you know, this isn't a one night thing. All right. You and I, we're going to be friends for a long time because yeah, DDP well, and our our family's here to to, to stay for, for a long, long time to help out these kids.
1: You are the great thing that has happened to us Um, Since meeting you and I do, I think I probably told you, we do want you to fall in love with us and marry us and stay with us forever because we are one of those little charities that God bless the people who give that money once and move on. But we have to reinvent that money next year to keep up with those programs. So we are so grateful and so thankful that you found us and that you're going to marry us and love us and live with us forever.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing two wedding rings right now just to show you the fact that I'm, I'm around. Yeah. okay, that's it. yeah. Uh, well, Terry, you, you let me say something to you personally. Um, because we talked a lot about the charity. You are a very, very special. Individual And you are a, a very, very um, loving, caring, uh, giving um, person. And I will tell you this, that anyone who is associated with you or surrounds themselves with you uh, is better for it. And Basecamp is wow, lucky to have you. you. And we're lucky to have you uh, as a part of our family. And I cannot wait to see what this DDP family does. Go right now. Basecamp.org backslash ddp for bc make your donation take that link share it across all of your friends families coworkers, anywhere you can share that off to let's raise a ton of money let's create these memories for these kids because it's what it's all about let's give them that breath let's give them that moment where they can just be a kid and sit back and relax and have a smile on their face and forget for one moment one day they don't have to fight this terrible disease alone Terry, thank you so much for being i being here, being you, and I appreciate you and everything you do. Thank you right
1: back. and I appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Terry. We'll see you real soon. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Be the best version of yourself. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within.
1: Ready to begin.
0: Let the wonder take... This has been YDF Media Productions.